Leading off starts right now on Fantasy Pros. I am Chris Welsh. That right there, that's Kelly Kirby. It's a wonky Wednesday. When we say it's a wonky Wednesday around these parts, it doesn't mean that things are going haywire or crazy. I mean, maybe some things might be going haywire in the background a little bit, Kelly, just a tiny bit, but it doesn't mean it's anything bad. It actually means the opposite. It's the best. It means we get a little bit of extra juice on our home runs today, and I get to hang out uh, with the wonky penguin. Kelly, what's up? Not a lot. I was going to give you a 22 minute standing like ovation just to, you know, mm-hmm. take some time. Um, but I, I just will tell everyone I have six dogs right now in a very small square footage. A friend of mine is having kind of an emergency surgery. So I'm going to keep them as quiet as I can um, for the people listening. But YouTubers, I can't help you if I have to mute no. and turn around and yell a lot. So I do think that we could make it into like a drinking game. And of course, it's very early. So we can make it maybe coffee or shots of espresso or something that like we were sitting <clears throat> right before the show started and <laughs> we're just about to go. And I hear <laughs> and I was like, there we go. So if you hear dog sounds. Take a drink. Yep. Take some caffeine. Do something <laughs> like that. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I've awesome. got a dog that thinks the pool man is uh, Hades himself, is in is mm-hmm. the devil, and just has to scream, and then dogs scream. So it happens. It's the world of podcasting. But Kelly Kirby in the house for a wonky Wednesday, and we got a lot to cover. The, I got a home run board, by the way. I can tease that. We got an updated yes. home run board, which should be nice to check out. But let's get right into it. Christian Yelich yesterday hit a 400 and 99-foot home run, which was the longest home run of 2022. And for some reason, I'm very skewed by video games sometimes. Like, I forget, maybe every, like, six months, my brain just resets, that we don't have 525-foot homers. You know, I think old MLB The Show and MVP Baseball and everything just screwed up my brain when I think about it, because I hear 499, I'm like, it's pretty good, it's pretty good. Well, it's so good, it is the highest this year, and it's the third farthest ever tracked on StatCast, Kelly. And Christian Yelich putting in some big... I know, I, that's what I read. It was that's the, surprising. That's very surprising to me, too. It was the third highest in the StatCast era. So, Christian Yelich, so far on the season, he um, he's had so many comparisons to Cody Bellinger. Him, those two have fallen in the same realm. Mm-hmm. But they're not because Bellinger has been completely worthless. Yelich is quietly putting together a season that we actually might be able to justify where we were taking him, you know, post 100, around the hundreds, 12 homers, 16 stolen bases. I would have never guessed 85 runs on the year. Little tiny outside shot might be able Mm -hmm. to get to 100, hitting right around 260, double-digit walk percentage. I mean, Kelly, Christian Yelich kind of became useful again. He's just not elite. Right. Yeah. I got burned by him last year so badly that I was just refused to draft him anywhere this year. And I have kind of kept tabs on him. And as a player, I've always, I've always really actually enjoyed him even as a Cubs fan. So I'm glad to see him doing well. Um, I just, and I'm glad for fantasy managers who picked him up way late in drafts, but yeah, that those numbers actually just surprised me. Incredibly. Yeah. You know, what also is interesting is I, I kind of feel like Christian Yelich is a guy that we all have this, um, Usually, sometimes it comes from like us not owning players that we might not check in on guys a whole lot. But y'all, you also have guys that just what they are in your mind is already done. Like it's already over. Like you don't, you don't need to really go and check in. You don't need to. There's no highlights of it. But Yelich has quietly been kind of fixing himself. He started off the season around 2:30. He hit 2:30 in uh, March, April. He hit 2:30 in May. But then June and July, he was right around 2:90. 
It's dipped down in August, back down, but it's in the 250s. And what you, you're seeing is an overall improvement of 251 in the first half to 278 in the second half, and a significant amount of stolen bases, though 13 of the 16 came in the first half of the year. And the second half is registered almost about half of what the first half has. So if you can, you know, who's on first, you can follow that. It's just the stolen bases have come down when they were um, a lot more significant in the first half, but he's still showing off the power. He's showing off the speed and feels like one of those guys we might be able to buy back into next year is because he's going to come at a reduced cost. Right. Yeah. If there's enough of a discount, I think I would be willing to go back into, you know, rostering him and, and kind of writing out because he, he didn't, I like when he's a consistent player, obviously everyone does, but there are times where his, he swoons to just a degree that he doesn't even look like his back is functioning at all. So it's a good point, yeah. but you know, when his back is going, he's dropping him four ninety nine. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Big dogs, big dogs, an interesting group of players that he might be around. Uh, we could argue some of the rookies. So I, I thought let's get a little bit of a rookie update on the top guys. You'd put on here that Tristan Casas was called up, made his major league debut uh eccentric guy they i don't know if everyone saw his debut uh when he was <laughs> when he got to the stadium he took off his shirt and he just had some shorts on and he walked out and he went out onto the field and just laid in the grass in the sun and some players were like <laughs> what are you doing he's just being him being his guy and he uh made his major league debut he goes one for four with a homer he had three strikeouts but also did you see the controversy of the guy where he hits the bomb and the guy gets the ball and won't give the ball back. Like he was holding mm -hmm. it hostage. He was holding the home run ball hostage from Casas. And there was like ushers trying to figure something out. I didn't, I don't know if I saw what the uh, ending was to it, but I, I, you know, I was thinking about this. This is going in a completely different tangent, but man, ba like baseball fans have some of just the worst, like, like dirtbag fans. And I was thinking football is hyper-aggressive. Like, when I think of football fans, I think, you know, they're all drunk, they're all fighting, they're all doing this. But baseball fans are just like, there's just like a lot of bad people. The video of the uh, the guy, the player throwing the ball to all the girls and the guy with a Soto jersey comes in and steals the ball. Zach Hamble in general. This guy, I don't know why this keeps <laughs> happening, but I guess that's a whole nother side story. But Tristan Koss is showing off a little bit. Any early impressions on being able to get to see him? I haven't gotten to see him. I, I was busy last night, so I didn't, I missed his intro, but I do love, you know, people are always like, Hey, act like you've been here before. And I love when guys are like, I worked my entire existence to get to this moment. It's like lay in the field man, get some sun. That's awesome. Um, but otherwise, no, all I know is that uh, gems McSorley called him for his home run call. So that was an impressive shot. But, yeah. 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 That, that's yeah. very true. So on the other rookie side, uh, I just got me thinking with Tristan Casas coming up. The positive is they said they are going to let him run every day. Um, obviously not going to let him exhaust his prospect eligibility, if that's even a possibility at this point. Um, but they said they are going to play him every day. Haas, we're not going to come back. Bobby Dahlback was sent down. So this is Casas' job to roll. Big power, makes better contact than Dahlback. Three strikeouts, not great. But it's not something I'm crazy worried about. So Casas is going to be one of those guys who's going to be a good source of power if you're looking at it for your corner infield. And he's going to get every day at bats. And that's what's a big key. But it got me thinking about the other rookies. And we've had two different sides. So Corbin Carroll, over the last week, Corbin Carroll's essentially been here for a week, hitting only four for 18 with one run, one RBI, and hitting 222 off of a very nice hot start. He has sat where I don't think we've seen Gunner really sit. Gunner in that same period of time, nine for 31 
two runs, a homer, two RBI, a stolen base while hitting 290. So the uh, infield position player has been much more valuable. Are you out on Carroll? I'm not going to even ask you Gunner because I think Gunner has been more than serviceable right now. But when you see Carroll's early stat line here, 222, he's getting to play mostly every day outside of an occasional sit on a lefty. Uh, are you moving on from Corbin Carroll right now? And I don't know if you've got a pivot for it. If it's a redraft and I'm like in the playoffs, then yeah, there are enough outfielders. I would just want to protect more of my average, I think. Like I'm not going to chase him doing high counting stats for September. So yeah, I'm out in that regard, obviously in keeper, if I'm not in the playoffs, then for, you know, yeah, I, I would ride him out for the rest of the year. But um, no, that's the thing in redraft leagues for me where, you know, they call up all these guys and it's, again, it's kind of that like, Oh, I want him. I want, I want the best version of him on my team. And they do this like sort of, you know, the four for 18 or whatever. Um, so yeah, so I'm out on him just, but again, I'm out on a lot of rookie call-ups if, if I'm in the playoffs, you know, just, I don't, yeah. I don't trust them. It's, it's still the continued, like the burn and churn, the burn and churn mm -hmm. players. You drop yep. uh, guys that had big names for the rookie guys that came up. Mm -hmm. Corbin Carroll has struggled. McCarthy's been amazing. You know, that's been a big mm -hmm. one. McCarthy. I think, I think Bubba had shared this uh, Bubba or um, Mike Curlin over the last 30 days that uh, Jake McCarthy leads the league in stolen bases. Mm -hmm. He's been your leader in stolen bases here. So uh, yeah. burn and churn. So the same thing we would apply to the Whit Merrifield, why Whit Merrifield mm -hmm. would be a guy we would cut for Corbin Carroll, cut Corbin Carroll for the next guy. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's what you would yeah. do here. Uh, interesting conversation going on in the chat where this is coming out about the ball, where Gokard is like, no obligation to give up the ball. Um, and it looks like <laughs> Jim said that deal on the table with the interviewer was Casa uh, signed bat, a Bogart signed ball, and an item to be named later for the home run ball. So here's my question. Mm -hmm. I don't have a problem cutting the deal. If I Let's say I were to catch Trisha Casas' ball. I'm 100% going to give him the ball. But yes. I definitely like, hey, you know, let's give me a signed jersey, give me something like that. I'm down for that. But I'm not a, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be a hold a hostage type of person. A, Kelly, would you hold hostage? Um, would you hold hostage for, you know, a couple things like they said? Or obviously, if this guy didn't take that deal, this sounds like someone who's trying to hit eBay and trying to put it out on the auction block. What would be what would be your MO here if you caught Tristacas's first career home run ball? My first thought, honestly, because I'd give it back. I would probably give it back for nothing. Um, that ball means nothing to me. Like, it, and it means everything to him. So I don't see what I would need. Um, but my first thought was, I was just like, yeah, I mean, uh, he could sign a different ball or just even honestly, like a, a picture with him and like a thank you note. <laughs> like, I would just want to be like, thank you for giving my ball back. Here's my autograph and here's a picture. If I could get some sunflower seeds and maybe like a Pepsi <laughs> and then like a picture, that would be cool. Like, uh, yeah, I you know. I kind of agree with you. Like I have a, a guilt and a shame where I wouldn't be able to like, I couldn't be the person that was like, what do you got for me? I might be like, you know, here's the ball. Could I maybe get like a, an autographed Jersey or a bat or something? And Hey, I really like Xander. Like I would probably go that level. But if they told me, no, I'd probably be like, okay, you know, here you go. I would probably be a pushover like that because I wouldn't be able to take him, uh, take it away from him. But you know, for, you know, for me, life gets a lot more fun when I don't look at like everything from a, what's the financial worth of this. Um, and 
and maybe it's a female thing. I don't know. But I just really, I'm like that again, like I said, yeah, the ball's nice, but it just means nothing to me. Yeah. Other than, I caught, hey, I caught his first home run and I'm an, I'm a jackass for keeping it. Yeah. If so, I caught like yeah. a Corbin Carroll, the uh, first home run or something like that. And I was like, the Diamondbacks should probably just want to give me season tickets. Like it wouldn't even be worth it. Like, <laughs> even if you don't catch it, you can have season tickets. Someone <laughs> exactly. Season tickets with Boston that wouldn't work in uh, other places. So uh, I, I can see Arizona. I can see Arizona doing like a, we're going to do a drawing for season tickets and then surprise everyone here gets them. Like, yeah, Yeah, it's like one of those scams where it's like one person's going to win, but really everybody wins because we have to get people. That's actually always been my thought, by the way. Um, My capitalist mind doesn't necessarily work. I'm always shocked at the team, the not great teams, like the Diamondbacks, the Pirates, Mm -hmm. why they wouldn't just give out free tickets. Like, is the money really going to be made on the seat? No, the money is made on the parking. It's made on the food. It's made on the mm-hmm. items they're going to buy. Just get people in state. Just give them, you know, give them free tickets. Mm-hmm. Like it's uh, the Arizona Fall League. Just let them get in, especially yeah. for bad teams that have 10,000 people in the stadium. Don't worry about the ticket prices. Mm-hmm. Worry about your right. beer because that's, I, you know, going to be the thing marked up. I agree entirely. And I think that uh, Doc in the chat there has the best option that he he would make a deal but for something really weird uh he wants a bag of only banana runts signed by the nighttime janitor at the field like that that seems perfect mm-hmm. i like that yeah you're, you're like a like a what is it called like a writer you know you're just like i want a bag of blue m&ms and yeah. then i want only cherry pepsis that have been chilled to this degree i like that i like doing like a writer yeah 100 yep. percent you know, I would probably want to do, uh, no, we'll move on from this, but like, you know, actually, we can do a whole podcast on that. We can do a whole podcast yeah. on it, but I just thought of like the one unique thing I would want because it'd be fun to get, you know, a baseball or something, but uh, take batting practice. That would be one I would mm-hmm. be like, can I take batting? But then they would say no, and they'd be like, okay, here's the here's the ball. I, I'm a push I could sign up for that as long as they promise that I get to use the team trainer when I throw my back out. Mm, so. Yeah. <laughs> actually, you know what? <laughs> Maybe that's all you say. Like, I just need to see the team trainer. That's it. That's all that I want. Like, Can I please Does see it, a doctor? That's all I want. <laughs> yes. So. The doctor might be the only thing that I ask for as well. All right. Uh, <laughs> moving on here from the rookies, a lot of rookie conversation. The, the crux of it is if a guy is struggling. Move on. You're okay. Mm-hmm. Carol, you're okay. Yeah, Gunnar Henderson, if there was a better uh, hand out there, go for it. But you don't need to hold on mm-hmm. too tight. On the injury front, Max Scherzer was placed on the 15-day IL. Earliest return date is now September 19th. Kelly, this is big no bueno. Yeah, this is terrible. And especially because the Braves just caught him, right? Or did they pass him? Um, it, that is not what Mets fans want to hear. And uh, today I miss Joe and Dan and watching their sad faces discuss that. But, yeah. It's fun watching uh, Met fans struggle and hurt. And hey, by the way, not the pitcher you would have thought that would have got hurt, uh, Jacob Degrom. I know. Time. So I mean, one took the whole first half off. The the other one just kind of taking the second half. <laughs> Be they, great. I, I truly hope that he can come back for the playoffs. But from a fantasy perspective, that is terrible timing. So. Their uh, powers combined, they'll make the number one pitcher in baseball uh, when they're all exactly. put together. When you put those seasons together. Um, other on the injury front, Starling Marte out of be another Met once uh, out of game one on Wednesday with a hand injury. By the way, make sure you are tight, tight in on making your roster moves and your uh, you're setting your lineups in daily leagues because I forgot to do it last night. Luckily, up earlier doing stuff for the show, I literally got my rosters in probably five minutes before the double header started 
and I had a Jacob deGrom share and that would have got locked because you know how ridiculous it still pisses me off that all of these systems haven't figured a great way out. Maybe someone does it, but if a guy's on a double header and they don't pitch till the latter half of it or something, they're just going to lock mm -hmm. everybody. They lock everybody. So just make sure you're in it and make sure you're on all of it. This is just a reminder for every single day for everybody to uh, get your stuff in and set your <laughs> rosters, maybe the night before. So you don't want to have a playoff uh, hit get hit for you. Uh, Xander Bogarts left Tuesday's game with back spasms. Maybe that's why he can't he can't get an autograph ball for the Casas thing because he left. Um, Luis Robert got hit in the hand. Oh, Jesus, man. <laughs> I, couldn't even... I can't even get through this. Luis Robert got hit in the hand for the Logan Gilbert pitch. X-rays are negative, and it may be only a contusion. My God, who is more prone to crazy injury stuff, is it Luis Robert or Giancarlo Stanton? They are magnets, magnets to balls hitting the skin. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, 100%. Like, you you know, I do the sheet every day, so I go through the injuries, and I honestly did not know if that was new or not. Like, I had to <laughs> click into it. I was like, I was like, like wait, is this like an old update? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, is this new? Yeah, and it hit him on the same hand he's been having the issues with, and it's just, I mean, I don't know, but Stanton is so, he's got a longer track history of weirdness. Like, yeah. but uh, I mean, Robert's coming on hard. It's he's amazing. coming on hard and fast. And you know what? Listen, I was, I, I'm a, I love Luis Robert. I think the talent mm -hmm. is there, but we are borderlining into a place with him where he is so inconsistently on the field and He's so hurt with different things left and right. He cannot find a rhythm on the field to tap into that talent mm -hmm. that, you know, what was it? Bizarriza had said dealing Robert in April was the best move they made all year. You know, I, I kind of have thought he was underrated in Dynasty, but I'm really starting to kind of push off a little bit. Like, I'm, I'm getting over mm -hmm. it. Like, it, it can be really frustrating in Dynasty, especially when... It's not like, uh, I mean, DeGrom is frustrating in that this happens, but when DeGrom comes back, instantly the top guy. Robert cannot find that rhythm, and he, he's down to seven in the order today, I think it is, and he was the other day. So uh, Robert is, um, well, we're not going to be, I don't actually, he was in the DraftKings stuff, but I don't think he's actually going to be in there after being hit in the hand, but we'll see. Um, but it's just increasingly frustrating, and hitting seven mm -hmm. and not getting any rhythm, it's crazy. Uh, also, Adam Euler placed on the 15-day IL with a rib issue. Mike Mayer is still around and thinking about baseball. When he can, and when he comes across something, he shares it, and he immediately shared this yesterday. And this was uh, he tagged you, me, and I don't know why he tagged Joe. Joe doesn't even understand baseball right now, couldn't tell you a thing. Uh, he said, Perfect stat for leading off. And this was from Jesse Dodry. And the tweet was, No rookie in Nationals history has more doubles as the second batter in a game on Tuesdays against left handed starters. Than Joey Manessis. And he said, this is a perfect leading off stat. And you know what? It's a perfect leading off stat. Once again, standing ovation, Mike Mayer. Thank you so much yeah. for your help. Yeah. I'm also, uh, I'm a big fan. You know what? Okay. So here's something I would trade that cost us ball. I want to meet the guys that curate these stats. I want to find the, the stat curators that find the like, you know, uh, and you know, mornings with a 78 degree weather or lower, this guy has the most homers in the month of August. Like I want to meet those guys that that's all they do mm -hmm. all day. I want to go in the dungeon, that little dungeon. Yes. I expect them to be similar in look to either one of two things, 
the guy in office space, the where's me stapler, uh, that, or it'll be looking like um, grandma's boy with the hacker, you know, the video game designer, mm-hmm. where they're in a room with 400 televisions in front of them listening to techno pull in there and they're just pulling stats. I assume it's one of those two people, right? Yeah, I think, yes, you've narrowed it down to the only two possible characters. So if one of them wants to be on the show sometime, they should call in. We'll we'll just take a snapshot of them and be great. So. Oh, or they could just be a totally normal person in a house just like doing math. And I mean, stuff. maybe yeah. Dr. Glenn on his on the side is a, that's what he does. I don't know. So. You know what? Maybe that I've seen Dr. Glenn. Dr. Glenn's setup actually does have a little bit of vibes of those stats. Dr. Glenn just putting it out there. <laughs> um, here's a fun fact from Joe Paznaski. Did I say that right? Poznanski. Poznanski. Uh, Shohei Otani has a 151 OPS plus and a 156 ERA plus. And that OPS plus is basically Jeff Bagwell over his career. And the ERA plus is basically Pedro Martinez over his career. And he said, I'm just not even sure what world this even is. Well, it's a world where Aaron Judge is minus 1200 for the MVP. I'm, and I don't, I don't know if he was even commenting on, on the MVP thing. It's just, just think about that for one second. <laughs> you have a you you have a Jeff Bagwell and a Pedro Martinez mix that is uh, a little crazy. Yeah, that I actually those are my favorite. I like the comparisons when we can start to be like, all right, Otani is this hitter and this pitcher. You put those players together, and then we can justify that any one single player is better than that. Just because he's going to do it every year doesn't make it not the most valuable thing in baseball. Even if we had to give it for 10 straight years. I just want to point that out again. Just because it becomes the norm does not make it not exceptional. And I don't understand why people don't realize that. Uh, This day in baseball, 1998, Mark McGuire, who had become the third player in history to reach 60 home runs, hit his record tying 61st against Cubs pitcher Mike Morgan. Mike Morgan. I grew up on Mark McGuire. Did we we talked about this? Who? What was the player you grew grew up on? Like mine was Mark McGuire. Just pointing. Oh, uh, Ryan Sandberg. Ryan Sandberg. Okay. Yeah. Like and, 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 and Greg Maddox. Were you in like Were you in the Chicago area? No, I was, I would lived in Iowa. Um, so we got the WGN. So we had all the Cubs games oh, yeah. from birth to forever. It was Ryan Sandberg and it was Greg Maddox. And when they uh, refused to sign Greg Maddox, um, that is when I learned about general managers and how awful they are. And mm. like, <laughs> I remember that distinctly being a turning point in my life. So yeah. It's always interesting the the person that you grew up on. Like you see it right down mm-hmm. here. Go, I love I love that you guys are sharing this. Like Dr. Glenn said, Chipper. You had Doc mm-hmm. uh, for Biza. You had uh, Musial and Gibson for Cards. You know, I grew up in the Bay Area, so as big as Bonds was, McGuire was bigger in the Bay Area. McGuire was mm-hmm. a physical and also even mm-hmm. just physically. But I've I've told it a, a couple times. But my whole family were A's fans, so it was a big Mark McGuire time. So anytime I see a Mark McGuire stat, I think about that mm-hmm. and. And then I think about the first year I moved to Arizona and we went to a spring training game at the Giants Stadium. It was A's versus Giants spring training. And then Mark McGuire hit one out of the stadium in the spring mm-hmm. training game. And I just think about I, that. And I just want to add that, like, I graduated from high school in 98. And so I was a freshman in college. And I remember I was saying I was literally in my dorm room watching this game happen. And, you know, I'm a Cubs fan. So, uh, you know, this is a Cardinal. And I actually cried a little because of just like how amazing it was like just you know he he broke this record like he just did this whole thing and um it was it was crazy so yeah and and also that he did it against the 
yeah, he tied it. I'm sorry, but he it did it against the Cubs too, which made perfect yeah. sense to me. So there is nothing, uh, there's nothing wrong ever with romanticizing baseball. We all can romanticize baseball. I even mention it to you, and people start sharing. That's the best stuff. That's the, that's the thing that makes baseball great. Hey, here's a trivia question. I mentioned it earlier. Christian Yelich, that 499 foot homer was the second longest hit at a Coors at Coors Field since 2015. Which one of his former teammates hit the longest, and how long was it? Oof. Can you guess? Can the chat I guess? guess? I mean, did he ever play with Prince Fielder, or was that too long ago? <laughs> um, ooh, I don't I think, think that was too long. I don't think they crossed paths. But it's okay. a former teammate of Christian Yelich, who has a higher one. It is not Hunter Renfro. It's oh, guess. it's a former teammate. Okay, then Stanton. It is Stanton. That's right. Okay. Can you guess how long that home run was? So it was longer than the four ninety nine. Jim says Stanton five fifteen. It is Stanton. That is an incorrect number um i want to say 525 but i want to do prices right here this would be great be yeah. like <laughs> bing 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 one dollar one dollar uh Giancarlo stanton hit it on august 6 2016 we have another 515 guess everyone's guessing 515 uh it actually was oh just bob is very very close he says 504 it was 506 uh with the marlins when he was in the marlins in 2016 just reminding everybody at that time, that outfield was Christian Yelich and Carlos Stanton. And when Marcelo, when we didn't know Marcelo Zuna was garbage, um, mm -hmm. quite a team, quite a team that Marlins yeah. team was. And Jose Fernandez was pitching, like just yeah, mm. they could have been they could have been good, and things went real bad. Yep, so. there's always a woulda coulda on those teams, and that's mm -hmm. definitely one of those we look back at. Uh, some stat heroes taking a look at what went down yesterday. Max Muncy trying to pick it back up after a wretched start of the year. Two homers, three RBIs. Uh, three for four with a couple runs. Randy Rosarena, three for four with a homer and three RBI. Bo Bichette just came off of a bunch of homers, did it again. Four for five, a homer, two RBI. Randall Gritchick had two homers. Jonathan Daza had a home run. O'Neill Cruz, three for five, big old homer. I'm shocked that he has not broken the stat cast uh, record yet. He's got to do it. And then we can have a stat of like, what's the one player that hit a 500-foot home run that only hit 196? And we can be like, oh, O'Neill Cruz, that's the guy. Yep. Uh, Kyle Farmer, Homer, Edmundo Sosa had a homer. Nico Horner, two for three with a stolen base. And Harris Montero had a home run. Got a nice little bet with Colorado. They're bringing a bunch of the young guys, Montero and Tolia. Yeah, I had that conversation yesterday about Bo Bichette, where it was Michael Harris or Bo Bichette in Dynasty are you going to let this back half, and I don't say that, I'm trying to direct this in a, in a way, but are you going to let the second half help direct a positive take on him going into next year? Or are you going to remember the four months where Bo Bichette was pretty regular? Um, yeah, I, I have him in a dynasty league. I've had him for, since the minors. Um, so I'm going to buy in on him again, I think one more year, see if he can actually kind of work out all the way across. I feel like, I feel like guys often have that one year that's off um, early on. And then that next year is either they correct it or they're out. Um, so yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I'm still in on him. I like Michael Harris too, but yeah. Love my players. Uh, uh, on the pitching side, Shane Bieber went eight, struck out seven. Woodruff struck out five and seven, giving up only one run and a couple hits. Logan Gilbert, uh, six innings, nine Ks, one hurt wrist to Luis Robert and gave up only five hits. Aaron Nola struck out 10 and six and two thirds. And Jesus Lozardo, seven innings with nine strikeouts. Some zeros, Desmani Grandal, Isak Paredes, CJ Cron, Chase McCormick, and Teoscar Hernandez, all three strikeout games yesterday. And on the pitching side, Cole Irvin, Gave up nine earned runs. God, he had been so 
Oh, good. <laughs> and then pfft, that's going to hurt. It's going to kill me in one of my leagues. Niner and runs, four walks, four Ks. Kyle Wright thought was going to be good yesterday. Nope. Gave up eight earned runs in four. Uh, Rich Hill gave up five earned runs in four. Joe Musgrove couldn't make it to the fifth. Gave up three homers in the game. And Mitchell White didn't get to the third, giving up three earned runs. So no bueno. Friends, I uh, mentioned this to you yesterday, but I'm going to mention it to the rest of this week. If you haven't already, you have a chance to take part in the September giveaway where you can win an Austin Riley 2021 signed World Series ball. Yes, and all you have to do is subscribe, rate, and review the Leading Off podcast. Go do it on iTunes today. Give a rate and review, and you got a chance. What an awesome item that is, and you don't have to try to negotiate with anybody for it. You don't have to feel <laughs> guilty or hold it hostage. You're just going to get it. A World Series signed ball by Austin Riley. Subscribe, rate, and review. And I would love to see the winner come from, well, this chat's probably already rate and reviewed, but if you haven't, now I'm guilting you to do it because you should. And uh, let's get some winners in there. Wonky, we have got uh, the home runs going down. I'm going to show the leaderboard real quick because as of today, D Blum is still in the lead. D Blum, L Scale is now 48 with Cat Fox. I believe Cat Fox jumped back up. Yep. And High Cubby. So we have a three way tie for second place. And Cat Fox got Hunter Renfro as a home run mm-hmm. call with a uh, three-way race behind D. Blum, 49-48. Go-Cards is at 47, and then it kind of falls back a little bit. Mayer and Joey are still on this list here. Um, those are uh, those are what the homers are looking like for everybody as we are getting down, down to the wire. But you've got a Wonky Wednesday uh, adjustment. And you know what? Let's save it for when we do the home run call so you can let everybody know what that's about because I like this one quite a bit so we'll do that mm-hmm. here i'm just gonna throw a couple props at you and i want to see what you uh like here over on the prop cheat sheet for uh betting pros the number one algorithm play is michael kopeck and all you need is four strikeouts it's minus 148 over on FanDuel. it's three and a half they're projecting him at almost six 5.7 so no shocker why it's the number one you also have the number one plus money strikeout prop is alec manoa and i kind of like this mm-hmm. one it is Alec Manoa versus Baltimore, five and a half, projected at 6.8, six uh, and that's a huge big differential, 105, plus 105 on DK, you can get that. And then the hitting side, the number one hit projection at minus 145 on BetMGM is Danny Jansen. That's only one total base, and Martin Maldonado is the even play. It's not uh, minus. DK, you only need one total base. And if you want to make that Danny Jansen play, you guys can go over to, I guess I got to get the crown. <laughs> I didn't have it ready. I uh, got to get the crown. Go over and check out when you make all of those awesome bets over at BetMGM, the kings of sports betting. Use a promo code leading off. You get a $1,000 risk-free bet. You can make any of those props, and you're going to get the best odds on the Danny Jansen play, which is a number one total base play over there right now. So whether it's baseball or football betting, bet MGM, kings and queens, we put on our tiaras, we make our bets, and we swim in our money. <laughs> Kelly, of those uh, four props, what do you dig? Um, Michael Kopech has ruined my life all year, but that's too low, so I would take it. Um, and I th- I also like Manoa's um he tends i feel like he does well in baltimore but um, I so i like those two and yeah and i guess i would take all of them really uh i'm not a big fan of maldonado but for even for a base hit i would do it 
So. The thing with Kopech, I agree it's too low. The problem is he has not hit this in the last two games. He actually only has two mm-hmm. strikeouts over the last two games. And he had five starts this month, and he's only hit that uh, two of five times. So that's why that number is low. But I, uh, it's just too low. It's just too low. I that's think it's just problem. too low. Yeah. It is a little bit too low. Uh, so there you go. You guys want to make your bets go over leading off. Is the promo code on BetMGM risk-free bet just real quick dk uh dk and fanduel for dfs dk numbers weren't out there but strider on fanduel 10-2 clayton kershaw 10-1 manoa's 10-9 jordan montgomery 9-5 patrick sandoval 9-7 i wouldn't be able to not hit strider but he's going to be such a like overplayed guy he's going to be chalked today mm-hmm. everyone's going to be playing him DraftKings when you have two pitchers i might try to pair or maybe go manoa maybe manoa and a montgomery might be decent he's probably going to be cheaper on dk a little bit implied totals of five or more houston dodgers and uh angels but i'm also going to add atlanta because of the a's Mm -hmm. so i'm going to put atlanta i think actually atlanta stacks would be a really smart play today so the home run contest we're going to make some home run calls and you have a little adjustment today for a wonky wednesday bonus and i like it i love it and uh i realize how diabolical I can actually be so I mean like this when this came to me I did an evil cackle um so what I've wanted to do it forever uh so we're doing a double digit day so you pick a player who wears a double digit jersey with two of the same number and you can receive twice the number of homers that he hits today for example um Aaron Judge wears number 99 and it's just really too awful isn't it that he's in a double header so you can't call him oh double Sad header for face. numbers and you can't get your double homers so sorry I, it's just a terrible coincidence i mean so yeah sorry joe can't have right. it so mm-hmm. any player that wears a, a double digit number so 11 22 33 44 55 you guys get the hint does anyone wear 66 in baseball i don't think so I don't think so. I have a number oh. thing, and people who know me know about this. I have a number thing that, like, we odd numbers bother me. So, like, running backs wearing number five annoy me. Baseball players wearing, like, 67 or 74 <laughs> bother me. Like, numbers mm-hmm. like that really, really bother me. Uh, Ninety, But the even numbers are the ways to get away with it. You know, Kyle Blanks, mm-hmm. maybe the most famous 88. I can do... Mm-hmm. 99s, 88s, 77s, I can do those, but any other number order uh, does really get to me. But um, who do you got then? Who's your uh, double-digit number you're playing? So my home run call for today is uh, Jose Ramirez, who wears number 11. I like that call. I am going to go with a little 44 action against Michael Kopech, and I'm going to go with Julio Rodriguez leading off. Should probably be... In my mind, probably the play of the day. It's a leadoff batter mm-hmm. with a double-digit number. Ramirez, though, makes a lot of sense. We probably picked the top two uh, digi mm-hmm. players. Is there? Any, I can't even think of anybody else, to be honest with you. Um, there's a few out there. I also wanted to mention, in your home run call, if you want to, just add the number. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm going to have to look them up anyway. But if you want to just add their jersey number, that would save me a little time. But yeah, okay, anyway, I lucked. So. I did. I did do that on mine. So Julio yes. Rodriguez, uh, Jose Ramirez. Oh, is that sad that Joe is Aaron Judge and he doesn't actually get to have a homer today? That's yeah. None of them. Sad. Better than so me. So terrible. Feel, Feel bad for him. Yep. Uh, <laughs> all right, for that is the episode. Thank you guys for hanging out, Kelly. Anything going down that people need to be checking out? Um, if you love fantasy NASCAR or fantasy hockey, I've got lots of all sorts of stuff going on over at Fantrax. Um, and we also uh, did start the touchdown calls today. So if you want to play this game, play this game. 
Play it. Yeah, do it. The touchdown call I like. Uh, Dr. Glenn says, I went seven, gave up one and run, six strikeouts. He's then checked into the game to hit and hit two homers. His MVP <laughs> odds then <laughs> fell as a result, though. So I got no MVP so well. I come in my homer. Thank you, Glenn, for my line. As he always does. It gives me the pitching line. Friends, thank you guys for hanging out. Hope you had fun today. Hopefully we learned a little bit and we can uh, win our playoff matchups. That's the key. Make sure you come back tomorrow. I believe it's Andrew Seifter hanging out with me. Kelly, you did fantastic. Love having you on. I'm love uh, looking forward to uh, having you on next week. For Kelly, fantastic. I'm Welsh. We're out of here. Goodbye. Peace, friends. Oh, so good.